0: This episode was brought to you by of Comforts. of Comforts was formed to help those in need of an all-natural but effective alternative to prescription drugs. Candid Comforts heals your mind, body, and soul with the finest all-natural products on earth. Be sure you check out the description box for a link to their website and also use code DIARY25 to get 25% off your order. Yo, what's up y'all welcome back to another great episode of diary of a mad black man if this is your first time tuning in my name is blake your host thank you for listening thank you for tuning in i'm really excited i'm feeling absolutely great today today's just been a beautiful day um just to let you guys know i'm just like on a new high i've been a ceo for a week and one day now the black podcast club is officially opening open for business like i even like get stumbled over my words when i talk about like what it feels like to be a ceo and have my own company um we are looking for donations and support so be sure you check the description box for where you can find the black pie head on the socials um, as well as where you can find the um, social ads for my podcast diary of a mad black man as well but enough about that stuff, because today's episode is with a very good guy that I've met, Kelby. He is the king of couches and the lover of life. He is the host of Alone on the Couch podcast. And we met through um, the, the, the podcast world out on the social somewhere. I can't even exactly remember where it was. But we sat down and we actually recorded an episode on his podcast not too long ago. And then I was like, you know what? I want you to be on my podcast as well. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about um, our journeys, our struggles and challenges with that. So this episode is a part of the Black Mental Health and Wellness series. I was very happy to sit down and let one of the first episodes that I've released about Black Mental Health and Wellness to be with another Black man. Because I know our struggles are very different as well. Something that he said in his In this podcast that I really have reflected on ever since I'm listening and doing the edits is he said, you know, everything we've been seeing recently in 2020 has been you know it's one thing to be a just a person a human being and going through everything and seeing and experiencing everything that we're going through in 2020 but it's another thing to be a black man living through all of this knowing that we basically have a target on our backs because of the skin color of our because of our skin color and who we are knowing how society has shaped us and made us to be this kind of threat thug violent angry person who can Yeah, I'm not even going to go into all that because it's just going to put me in a bad mood. And like I told y'all, I'm high on life right now. I've been feeling really good lately. And I'm very honored to have had Kelby on my show and have um, met him as well. Because he's just another brother just like me who kind of his podcast was birthed out of a need to kind of create a platform to share his truth to share knowledge for other people and to really give that to the next generation to have something that will inspire and motivate and encourage somebody else so it it didn't really start from a very selfish place that's really what i think um a lot of us podcasters do you know we're not selfish people we want to share we want to exchange knowledge and above all else And I feel very confident saying this about Kelby, too. We're willing to learn. We're willing to learn and expand our mind and even change our points of view that we may not be 100% solid on or even the things that we are 100% solid on. We may learn some new knowledge, learn a new perspective about a different concept, ideology or concept, whatever it may be. Um, We're just lifelong learners. So We talk about social justice a little bit in this episode. We definitely talk about mental health. I'm very honored. And Kelby, I know you're listening. Thank you for sharing your story about mental health and how um, you have overcome and you're dealing with all of the things that you're going through and just being a strong advocate for our community, using your voice to be a positive voice for our people. Um, And above all else, for all people, just being a positive human being in this world. We need so many more people like Kelby and myself. And so without further ado, we're going to get right into this episode because we also do talk a little bit about pop culture at the end which is something that was kind of new for me in my podcast journey but doing it with kelby i felt very comfortable um he's kind of more on the pop culture side of things speaking about those topics on a regular basis but it was very fun just to have a nice healthy conversation with another black man and to bounce around from things like social justice to mental health to then talk about pop culture and different things like that so i'm not gonna waste no more time in this intro y'all i've got to um be sure that you enjoy this episode, and be sure you also, again, check out the description box to figure out how you can support me, my business, my journey, as well as check it out for the socials, so you can follow um Kelby and his podcast, and yeah, so here we go. Meep, meep. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another great episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. I have a special guest on the line. Well, not on the line. I don't, I don't even know how to say that. Like... <laughs> somebody else here with me it ain't just me y'all i all know how this is um so uh kb thank you for being on the show um let's go ahead and start this off um with just telling people about who you are and what you currently do
1: right on well it's me kb the king of couches the host of the alone on the couch podcast full-time podcaster lover of life supporter of all shenanigans and ratchetry from time to time thank you so much blake for having me here on your
0: show man Absolutely, it's an it's an honor to have you here. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, we have an episode that's on his podcast. Um, so do you know what episode number that is that's on yours? That
1: is episode I
0: five. I want episode say. five, so yeah, alone on the college Pop podcast. Be sure y'all go tune into that episode as well. Um, it was another great episode that we did um, on his podcast. So now we're kind of flipping the roles, and he's on mine. To, talk more get more in depth we're gonna talk about social justice mental health pop culture and anything that comes up in between those topics um but but kb for for my listeners i like to um even for for myself i like to kind of start things off a little light and i want you kind of just to describe your childhood um to me and to the people that are listening
1: all right no problem well definitely to get into the real meat and potatoes of it. My childhood was amalgamation of country living and kind of being a statistic. And I can get into that. So yeah. I was of a single parent household. My My dad got incarcerated when I was around two. And so my mom has been carrying the weight. And we actually relocated from California to Texas, where we lived with my grandmother for a little bit. And so those were kind of like the two primary figures in my household was my grandmother and my mom. And from there, they kind of instilled all the knowledge that I have to this day. So I like to think it's pretty dope personally because I had these two pivotal black women in my life. But also too, they definitely showed me the world in their own way because my mom has worked definitely really hard to get me to the position that I'm at right now.
0: Wow, you know that's really interesting. Um, That's similar to how I was raised. Um, Okay. Do you have have any brothers or sisters?
1: Yeah, I have two older brothers.
0: Okay, yeah. So, so that would be the difference is that I had a younger sister, um, and it was always really me, my mom, and my sister. uh, But my grandma was the other. I guess you could say parental authority figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, growing up, if I had to pick, like my two in a traditional sense my mom was like my dad yeah you know, and my grandma was like my mom yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But obviously it's my mom and my grandmother right um, so i i can definitely relate to that you know i think that some of the things that i learned from my childhood from my mom and my my grandmother was just how to be a go-getter like that's what's you what got to get out yeah. here especially yeah. for my mom she's she yeah. definitely helped establish the hustler in me like very you can't no you can't be no broke nigga out here. <laughs> <laughs> not got no job. You better keep some money and keep some fresh shoes. Yeah, yeah. I, I always tell my mom how I appreciate her for that because I've never been lazy, never been mm-hmm. afraid to go get a job, even if the job is might be a little beneath me or below right. my qualifications. It's like, no, I need some money, and I'm gonna do what I got to do to get this money. Because exactly,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that because my grandmother was, she was one of those. Matriarchs of the city type things, like it felt like everybody knew my grandmother, but mm. that's because she worked for the housing authority, so she helped people clean up their credit and get into houses. And mm. I really didn't understand that until much older, because growing up it's just like, oh, that's my granny, and she's just holding conversations with random, right, and she's popular. But after looking back on all the good that she's actually done while right. her while her time of living in Marshall, that was it was really dope to get a very big scale of her achievements.
0: Mm, that's dope. That's dope. So you so you kind of grew up in Texas. What, what mm-hmm. part of Texas?
1: I grew up in a small banjo playing of a town called Marshall, Texas. Like I say it now when I hear banjos in my mind. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the <laughs> The biggest attraction that we had was like a Walmart super center. Like that's where it, that's how I small mean, it was. So a real small country. Yeah. Like so through, through my mom and my granny, I had the ambition that I was going to claw my way out of Marshall, Texas by any means. And I did, cause I went to school in Dallas, which is the next major city next to us. Mm, Gosh, mm-hmm.
0: that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, what what is something that you wish more people knew about you?
1: Well, first off, that I'm not a sex podcast.
0: <laughs> like you do two,
1: you do two, you do two episodes about sexual topics, and folks automatically brand you as a sex podcast. But no, um, for real, for real, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that I actually have a long history of working within media. I've worked as a journalist for my local newspaper. I've worked for Cumulus Radio in Dallas. Um, and I think it kind of shocks people when they actually hear of some of those accomplishments, like, well, okay, I wasn't expecting that
0: look the same here in the moment like, oh, okay journalists working for that's, lit. that's lit and i remember um you know we talked a little bit off mic about about some things that, that you were interested in so i want to dive into these topics you know social justice mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. and let's start with social justice i literally just put out an episode today um and it was the first episode that was really dedicated to talking about race relations Mm -hmm. and issues, you know, we see in Mm -hmm. society and, because it's, I mean, to be quite honest, yo, it's, like, mad stressful just thinking about this shit. It is. I'm living it and I'm experiencing it as well, so it's, like, it's, you you can't escape it, but um, I want to ask you, like, like, when did you first become interested in, in social justice?
1: I think that's a really good question, and to be honest, Blake, like, it rings true that People only care when it starts to affect them personally. Mm. And it wasn't until volunteering at Hurricane Katrina and looking firsthand at the displacement of a lot of people, mm. like people of color, not only just in general, showed me like our country is not equipped to really handle the needs of the people in an effective manner. I, I like to think Lupe Fiasco said it best. This system is not built for us essentially. Mm. And you can even see glimpses of that now, because look at the handling of how we are in a pandemic. Like, you you really see that this country and this system isn't isn't built for us. And after looking at that point now and focusing even more so in the times that we're living in, Mm. that's what made me want to bring more awareness to social justice and the issues going on. And that's really what festered my wanting to be interested in social justice. Wow,
0: that's, so I have to ask just, how, what was it like, can you briefly describe what it was like volunteering during Hurricane Katrina, and how you went about finding that opportunity?
1: Yeah, so what it was is, is that there was a local construction company in in Marshall that actually, had, and it's Reed Reed Don Reed's construction. Damn, I pulled that out the bag because that's been so long since I had to say that name. Um, but they were a local construction company and Don Reed, the owner, actually had family in, in Louisiana. And so he had set up to where he was going block by block fixing houses in New Orleans through his construction company for f- literally just for free, just because of his love for his his city. Mm-hmm. And at this time I was probably like early teens, something to that nature, didn't know anything so far from broadcasting. And it was wild because I was doing 3 days straight of nothing but just working on building houses and wiring things up and pretty much the people of the neighborhood would donate food to us cuz they saw us working and making a difference. And, and there's areas to where we just couldn't maneuver our equipment because water was just still sitting so high in certain areas. And it was ultimately a very beautiful experience because that was my first time seeing an account where the people in the city really came together in that instance. Because I know when you look at the new specials when it came to Katrina, you just saw all the blue tarps and all the FEMA stuff. And, you know, the media portrayal of it. But to Mm. know that from a local street level that so many small businesses and Black-owned businesses at that Mm. were really pouring into their people of trying to really uplift their city. It was a really beautiful experience that definitely shaped my mindset going on to the future.
0: Wow, that's really dope. I I recently connected with an organization out of New Orleans. And it's it's something about people from New Orleans that just like it's a whole vibe it's a whole, like, vibe. It's a gonna, whole vibe but i can like, definitely know based is, on what you just said and what mm-hmm. i've been doing with this other organization i sat on a few panels and zoom calls with them you could just tell like the love right. they have for their right. community is like it, it, it it's 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 a different level It, and is, it's something it that is. you have to experience so hearing you say that mm-hmm. um, is very powerful and right. I, I think it really shows kind of what social justice means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, I want, but I want to ask you directly, like, what does it mean to be like, like, do you consider yourself a social justice advocate or?
1: I definitely do, do consider myself a supporter and a social justice advocate, just because uh-huh. I, my podcast is dedicated on moving that needle forward. Got you. And so everything that I do in terms of alone on the couch has been has been dedicated towards bringing awareness to black programs and charities and things to that nature because these are things that that we need to have and I definitely would say like if you was to ask 20 year old 21 year old Kelby this I probably would have been on some overthrow the system type shit I'm not even gonna lie to you Yeah. but I, I understand that now as a 31 year old adult living life especially in the pandemic it now means learning to fight an old fight but within new ways Because times have evolved, you know, racism is still a problem, but racism has also evolved and it's changed and it's different. So that means playing life different because to be honest, I heard the realest thing ever. And it's, and the realest thing was said, um, on the Joe Budden podcast Mm -hmm. and, you know, people feel how they feel about him, regardless. But he says, America is a business and it is at the end of the day, America is a business. So when it comes to us as a culture, we've asked for equality and got played. We asked for civil and we're still getting played. And now we're in a current times to where we just want a seat at the table at this point. And we're still currently getting played. But what we don't realize is, is that as black people and just people of color in general, we have so much power behind us because we're, we're literally the lifeblood of, of the country. It was built on our backs. So it's just acknowledging that power now and using it to throw us ahead of the curve of what we're in now.
0: Mm, that's deep. That's deep. That's real. That's dope. Um, So how have like, for me mm-hmm. managing my mental health as much as I love, you know, social justice and being right. an advocate for my community, for my people, it's been very challenging. In managing my mental health during this mm-hmm. past during the pandemic, because it's yeah. like the pandemic, and it's like, are we about to go into like a civil war? <laughs> <laughs> like, like things can on? break out at any moment. Okay, so right. um, how have you been managing your time and your mental health during twenty twenty?
1: Oh my gosh, it feels like a roller coaster of of mm-hmm. things, just because of how you touched on like so much has been going on. And I was really reading into some articles, and a friend posted and sent to me on my social media about how we're using much more of our brain process to cope with the stress of everything going on in the world. And you know, it's it's one thing to just be just a person living, and then it's one thing to be like a black man living in this in this society. And and that's the real turnabout for it. And for me, leaning into my podcast has been the big thing for me really super beneficial just because it's allowing that platform for me to really express these things to my listeners because we talked about amanda seals um on, on my episode mm-hmm. is, what it is and if anyone who's followed her knows like on that trampoline ig video she was tired of it having to explain these concepts that are not new and for me it's kind of the same feeling, like I'm tired. I am I am truly tired, but I also understand too, Malcolm X said that you have to educate as well. And so leaning into my podcast has been expressing that education aspect mm-hmm. while vocalizing my tiredness as well. And plus too, I have like a backlog of books and things that I needed to catch up on anyway. So it's it's really been like an amalgamation of so many different things to keep me in check. But I would definitely say the beauty that came out of this was the podcast for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. I think um I think a lot of people during this time, during quarantine, yeah, have had to kind of sit down with themselves and figure out something to do. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I mean at the, at the base and at the root of it. It's like- right, 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 right. But um I think it's shown people the kind of opportunities that we have with the level mm-hmm. of technology we have. Mm-hmm. with the amount of access we have to other people, to connect with other people. Like, right, we're all right. in California. And right. I can't say that, you know, if had we not have had a pandemic, would I have been as active online and trying right. to or trying mm-hmm. to build, you know, my company? Like, everything was right. born mm-hmm. um, that I'm doing, per se, you know, from a pandemic, from a place right. of like, right. pain of trying to buy, oh, my God, they're rioting and looting and Let me go focus on this podcast (laughs) because I I know how I am because I feel that everything that we've seen over the past couple of months has been necessary.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Black people, specifically in this country, have been asking nicely been trying to protest. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: I'm going to digress from from that point. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the one beautiful thing that came out of all this
1: is that I saw a picture of, of some of the riots. And one person in the riot um, in the protest side of things held up a sign that said, whoever threw that can of smoke, your mama's a hoe. And I feel like that <laughs> summed up my whole mood for for how these riots and things have been going. Whoever did, your mama's a hoe.
0: Like, that, <laughs> that's the mood for, for me going this year. I like that. That's dope. Um, so, like, so, like, for me, like, some of my experiences in trying to manage my own mental health mm-hmm. has required me to now like i'm in therapy twice a week right right i've been going to therapy twice a week for about mm, let's see it's august 17th for about a month and they going on two months now yeah yeah and i was like when i first reached out and contacted my counselor it was like yo i think i need you more than once a week like <laughs> <laughs> I, because i think from an outside perspective thinking mm-hmm. stuff, other people may like oh blake's doing this he's doing that right my right business is popping mm-hmm. but bro when i shut all this shit off and i have to sit with the reality of mm-hmm. the world and the mm-hmm. society we living i mean rayshard brooks was just killed not right miles, right and two miles from my house like yo it is hard like yeah and i'm happy that i'm using my time to do something productive mm-hmm. and to produce and to mm-hmm. create. But yo, that doesn't mean at the end of the day, like I don't cry sometimes at night, like oh man, man. anxiety, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I knew that I had to create specific ways for me to just to manage and deal. Yeah. And, and yeah. similar to you, podcasting has given me the outlet. Mm-hmm. I can get on here and say whatever, whatever I want to say, you know what I'm saying? I, right. just, I keep it cute for the most part, but <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like yo we need outlets we need yeah. you yeah. know yeah things to to mm-hmm. dis- not necessarily distract us in a negative way but distract right. us in a healthy way so right. We, right. It, there was one point i was so consumed with just anger yeah I knew i couldn't go to a protest like i was like there's no way i'm able to be in a crowd because y'all start doing something i'm gonna be like yeah bro, let's <laughs> go let's get it so straight like, pablo
1: throw on the show <laughs> let's
0: get it like bro that's where i was at so that's one of the reasons why i had to stop protesting because i'm one of those people who i'll be on the front lines for my people and i remember yeah. one of the protests i did go to i was like i literally sat in my car and I was like the reality of the situation was like yo i could never come back to my car right now yeah I could get out here, some shit could pop off, and I could lose my life. Right, that's right. a possibility. And I right. was like, I got out of my car, locked my truck, and walked away. Like, if this is how I go, so be it. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. fighting yeah, for good right. cause. You know what I'm saying? But how have you, um, like, have the, have you developed any tools or strategies, like yoga? I know you podcast, but is there yeah, else yeah. So, you've been
2: doing?
1: so definitely for sure in this time. I have leaned into the power of working out. And I know it sounds super dumb for some, but for me it is one of the best energy boosts that I can get from just starting off my day and also to one of the things that that is so underrated, but and this is you need to do this regardless of pandemic or not. And that's really setting like really setting firm boundaries. And, and making sure that you are taking out time for yourself. And when I started doing that during the pandemic, because, you know, folks is going to call you because they bored because now they have hella access to you now. Mm-hmm. And when I started being like, you know what, I'm just not going to pick up this phone. It's not that I don't love this person or anything, but I'm trying to meditate right now. And I refuse to let the devil spit a hot 16 at me right now.
0: Look, I, I look, What type, two, two, I need to do, bram, bram, bram. <laughs> like. I'm at that end, but like, yo, like, that is so true. Like, establishing clear boundaries with other mm-hmm. people. Like, my motto now is: if you're high risk to my mental stability, I can't afford you. That part, like, I cannot afford to have you in my life. Like, you're not. I'm not going to allow another person to bring me down because mm, there's mm. enough things that are beyond all of our control, right? right. especially right now, right. that are bringing me down. So mm-hmm. I don't need shit else to bring me down because I'm already exactly. going down. Um, Exactly. Yeah. It's like, so do you, let, 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 let's transition a little bit. Like, do you have a, a support system? Like, do you have a, like a support network? Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Oh my gosh. I would definitely say as, as I touched on earlier within this episode, my mom and my granny are the pillars of of keeping balance within my life, especially in these times. Um, family has been really important. Not only has I used them as the support that they are, but I've also like developed and leaned into some relationships with other family members that I didn't think that I would get that actually proved very vital to understanding mental health and things to that nature. Mm. That's just like my my great aunt who's who's a counselor. She counsels for teenagers in Marshall for for mental health and stability as well. And even like my cousins that are are youth counselors and things and just getting their feedback and understanding that's really what helped me motivate myself to actually look into therapy and take a lot of my mental health serious because I'm, I'm a firm believer and you can't roam your own mind without adult supervision. As much as there's a lot of social media posts that brew out there like self-evaluate and do this and do that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't self-reflect and self-evaluate, but you sometimes need that guiding hand and and Shout out to my therapist, man, because she's she's amazing. Suzette, I see you.
0: I see you, girl. Mm-hmm. shining. That's, <laughs> <stuff>. That's <what laughs> so I'm assuming you've had some pretty good experiences with going through therapy. And I
2: have.
1: I have. Definitely for sure. Um, going to Miss Suzette, she's like, I love my granny, but she is the therapist that is more like an unbiased version of my grandmother, because my mm-hmm. grandmother is always going to be like, oh, baby, you... You got this, you a black king, you know. Like mm-hmm. grandma's always gonna have your back regardless and yeah. give you a cookie and and sing you about your way. <laughs> <laughs> but Miss Suzette is like the more unbiased version of, of my grandmother. And that's what I love about her because she's definitely helped me work through things mm-hmm. and and definitely get a big understanding of of who I am as a person and and setting those boundaries. And I really appreciate that point that you made. About not having time for people that are high risk to your mental health, because these are things that we need to hear and understand, especially as creators. Because folks uh, think that that we're just happy go lucky all the time because we're laughing and kikiing on the podcast, but bruh, it, it, it's tough. It is tough on the mental health. So shout out, Dr. Suzette.
0: Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um... So so I want to transition to this next topic too which is one that to be quite honest like pop culture has been something that I kind of wanted to stay away from a little bit. Okay. Okay. But like hearing you and listening to some of your episodes and like I've always had an interest in like pop culture stuff. I'm like yo let's let, let's, let's talk about it. Okay. So I want to um I want I want to start it off with uh what interests you about pop culture? Like how did you get interested in it?
1: Honestly, the, my love for pop culture is my observations of reinvention, the reinvention of as, the reinventional aspects of pop culture, because you can have a celebrity that is only known for one thing but due to them riding a certain wave or doing something like they can really elevate themselves. You look at the evolution like on our, on the episode we did together, we talked about the evolution of Charlemagne
2: mm.
1: and things to that nature. And now he's a, he's a prevalent figure of pop culture. People look towards the breakfast club to actually find what's going on. People, he's a, he's an author, you know, he's more than just a radio person. Now you, you look at, folks like Joe Budden who who's a rapper didn't say he's the best rapper in the world. Some might disagree, but I digress. We're not here to talk hip hop, but ultimately he's he's a pivotal point within the within the hip hop community for understanding things. But also too it it there is a flip side to it cuz just like people can elevate themselves, there's people like Guap says that can get lost in the sauce. Because there's too much. I mean, there's examples of it. Look at DJ Academics. He's one of the most toxic people within pop culture today. And there's so many other celebrities and artists that I can bring up that do affect the the culture in some way, shape, or form. But for me, what's always interested me was the reinventive aspects of pop culture.
0: Mm. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, I've always kind of, like, one of the people that I admire... Um, is Wendy Williams okay? Because she started out as radio and right, family, right, and her growth, right. But I think the thing that I admire about her the most is how she uses pop culture and just celebrity culture mm-hmm. to really just be herself. Like, right. always been Wendy from Jersey. You know, what super, I'm saying? Honest, super, super honest, super honest, super transparent, mm-hmm. and just unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Right. And even right. with the things she's gone through lately, it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, this is my she's job. Still her. She's still her. This is my show. This is how right. I secure my bag. And right. it is what it is.
1: And at I and I, I really respect her. I really, really, really respect her for that. Is how she secured her bag. And I know like Charlemagne also speaks about like her influence on his career in mm-hmm. terms of like the radio and things to that nature. And there's very few. In my mind, there is very few people that really keep it keep it one hundred, like really keep it one hundred, like mm-hmm. just real talk. Because a lot of people are going to put on for the numbers, like you know the ratings and all that stuff, you know. And then shit happens, and that it starts crumbling down. Look at Ellen DeGeneres for one thing. Like she's known as being happy, Ellen dancing and all kinds of stuff, and now she's been on a constant backslide due to some statements that she's put out into the the ether so for me to look at people like charlamagne and wendy and others that keep it hella real to me that gives me hope for sure
0: oh yeah i i really like the fact that you said that because like season three of my podcast is now underway okay and like I'm not sure what episode I'll, I'll put this out at, but we're in, we're in the 50s. Like I put out episode 51 today, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like I'm on my way to 100. Now. Right, right, right. Like, like 50 was a big milestone, mm-hmm. but once I get to 100, like yo, like I'm really, I'm really doing this, and it's like, right. right. Now I want to be more open, mm-hmm. um, be more honest, be more vulnerable, more transparent than I've ever right. been on my podcast. Right. But I also want to find ways to like show my personality a little bit more, you know, cause like yeah. I've gotten comfortable with certain things about myself through podcasting
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and I'm not afraid to share like things that I'm interested in. Like something like this happening, like the culture and the ways of social media recently is this Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion collab. Oh, wow. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we
2: just pause
0: and have a pause? pause? Just <laughs> pause. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, like, three seconds. Pause. Okay, because that video, that song, mm-hmm. was exactly what the culture needs right now. Yeah, yeah. Here's why. Okay. We are in the midst of a global pandemic.
1: Right, so- right.
0: Civil unrest greater mm-hmm. than anything that's happened right. in the country in over a hundred years. Right. We need to see some beautiful black women, a diverse mm-hmm. portfolio of women in general. Right. Speaking about um, being themselves, um, being in control of their sexuality. Right. Because to me, it was like to see them two together, like, this, it was like a, a hip-hop rap dream. Right. True. It's
1: like uh, the epitome of, like, raps Batman and Superman coming together. Like, they really needed it. And I know when that video dropped, like, I already knew, when I saw the cover, not even the video, just the cover, that back-to-back, you know, sharing that old-school 90s big hairstyle, all I heard was just cheeks clapping. Because I do. <laughs> Cause I do, I do. It was gonna be the thought anthem of 2020, and then yeah. I actually see the video and like all these beautiful women doing their own thing, like Amani, like just fucking cutting up in the video, just doing the full. Like it was something that was definitely needed
0: for mm-hmm. sure. I agree. Yeah, and then like something else that like I've been following. I remember when I found Cardi B on Instagram. I was in undergrad, I think. And she had like 18,000 followers and she was still mm-hmm. a stripper. She was just posting right. this ratchet right. shit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what initially truly intrigued me about Cardi B was the message that she would be sending to people through her Instagram. Right. She always was big on her love for God. Right. For her family, right? Or trying to establish herself and make a good way. And you know, she a little, she a little raunchy and vulgar, <laughs> you know, a little rough around the edges. But at the end of the day, at the core of who she is, like she made a post the other day and, and I shared it on, on my Instagram. And it was basically talking about how you know how much she loves God and how much he's working for her. And she's just so thankful and grateful. even mm-hmm. even the other day, I was watching her live and she was saying how she prays every day. So it's like on one hand we see cardi b the performer the entertainer right right also i think a lot of people it's, it's really been irritating at the backlash that her and meg have been receiving recently recently simply because speaking of cardi is like yo we for, i think people forget that cardi is really bell yeah yeah at the end of that, you know what i'm saying She's yeah. a real live person who's had right. real life experience and really went through some really rough times exactly uh, like her exactly. first her first mixtape like I, that was one of the first rap albums listened to a female that like I cried like there's a section there's a song, um, where it was like a skit, mm-hmm. and it was a skit of her being beat up or going through domestic violence about right. you know with with her boyfriend at the time, and it was just like and it was so like I'm literally riding the car and it just like when it came on it was just like like it like yeah dude.
2: yeah like, awesome.
0: how powerful it was right. like it's something about this Cardi B. Man. Right. Like, like, it's just something about her. So it's like, I just, and I also love how she continues to push forward mm-hmm. and, and, and just do her thing. Like, yo, right. good thing. Love. And
1: like, she's, she's an example of when I think about, because to highlight the question that you asked in terms of why I found interest in pop culture, she's also one of those examples of reinvention as you. well. Yes. because. Because we know where she's come from, the strip club and everything else. And now she goes from that to being one of the top tier female rappers in pop culture. Like she makes numbers at the end of the day. Regardless, like her or hater, she makes numbers
0: history they broke a record there has never been a rap female duo that debuted on billboard hot 100 at number one exactly history that's that's history like exactly like you can't you gotta give credit where credit's due
1: right right and And i i think this is important and the reason why love or hate the song this song is really monumentous not just because of the history because they both technically needed this song. Mm -hmm. Because you think about the backlash that Megan was going through with this whole shooting incident and Mm -hmm. everything else. This helps really drive the attention off of that. And Mm -hmm. then also too, this record being released with Cardi, this shows that whatever issue she was having with her record label, it's cleared up. So Mm -hmm. we can definitely assume like her project is gonna come out soon.
0: Mm Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't really talk about Megan so much because this is, like, Megan. Like, <laughs> and every day, she just, like, forever amazes me. And what I love about Megan is her just humble spirit. You can tell she's yeah. a very humble, down-to-earth, like, mm-hmm. she's a friend. like, what are we doing tonight? I know right. Like, I'm on <laughs> board. Let me call Megan because I know she's somewhere turning up. So let me right, right, her. right, like, right, right. He just... It's all about having fun, having a good mm-hmm. time, good experiences, good vibes. Like, And we need those kind of people to be exactly. at the forefront of pop culture. Exactly. Definitely, for that, sure. Um, I'm not going to have an issue with it, but I see the damage that 90s and 2000s rap music has done to our culture as people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's made a lot of men think that money, cars, clothes, and hoes is... Mm-hmm.
2: The,
0: yeah you know what i'm saying it, it's, it's like the thing that you look forward to or like something that established you as being a successful person and don't get me wrong when i'm riding in the car you know i let people know we sell drugs and fuck hoes <laughs> but i also have the mindset now really? actually now to understand that this is just a song this is not necessarily um, you can't necessarily apply these lyrics to real life, right? But right. I also know that the majority of people, especially Black people, mm-hmm. don't necessarily have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong against anybody what anybody does. It's just like, come on now, like now it's time to start a business. Now it's time to reinvest. Now it's time to talk about families, being married, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just a process, you know. I think we're all evolving and growing through exactly life, and it's, yeah, this definitely is the start of a new era.
1: It is. It is. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that sentiment because I I know 2000s rap. I'm not going to sit here and cap like I was five-year-old listening to Tupac. That is not the case at all for me. Mm. Most of my hip-hop knowledge when it comes to rap is the early 2000s. The long shirts... The long, the long, short that look the man prees as we used to call them, Jabos,
2: all that stuff.
1: (laughs) So I, I, it's definitely changed from the crunk era. Everything else, and even with the implementation of thinking that you know, money, cars, hoses is, is the epitome. I really am appreciative that you brought up that point. That the mindset of the culture is changing. I'm not gonna lie, on that work on that work week. That little fifteen minute drive, I was trapping way before work. I was trapping,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> but also too like now we're starting to be in the the mindset of of long wealth of of wealth for our families, our kids, and things to that nature. And it's getting to the point to where you hip hop is is starting to kind of align with that. It's slowly but surely it's starting yeah. to align with those ideals.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about with our future as well, is seeing our community, specifically Black people, finally start to really come back to like our roots of being united as one. Right, right. Similar ideologies, similar goals and visions for who we are. Right. And and at the same time, like we always do, reinventing ourselves better Mm -hmm. than before.
2: Right, right.
0: Um. And so I, I do want to add, like, where do you, like, what are some go-to outlets? Like, where do you go to, like, learn about what's currently happening in pop culture?
1: Oh, man. Let's, ooh. That's, that's a real good one. I'm not going to lie. I, I dumpster dive through all the trash media outlets. So I do follow on my social media the baller alerts and and all that stuff just because they're they're the ones that trend on the more hip-hop front of things. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, they're the ones that's that's posting the rappers doing such and such, like who they're with and all that stuff, which is cool to a certain degree. um, If I'm trying to, you know, learn about a hip hop story to talk about on the cast or something to that nature. Um, But most of it for me is I get a lot of things from from the read because I like to listen to other podcasts to get an understanding of what's going on. So I, I definitely will listen to the read a lot. Um, Vice Vice News, they're always cracking the most like unique stories out there because it's through them that I learned some things about the LA Times in recent and all the shady shit that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Breakfast Club, Joe Budden. Um, there's quite a few different things. I will say this, though. I am starting to feel like... The YouTube community and what they're throwing out there, depending upon what channels you watch, they really have YouTubers are really being at the forefront of being the new style of journalism.
2: Mm. Like
1: I can I can definitely say that because you look at um, the Empress channel on YouTube, she's definitely big on on spinning the, the celebrity. The celebrity news and things to that nature, Blackie speaks is always at the forefront of of hip hop news and collective. You have channels like Dead in Hip Hop that that are really good, and even some of the offbeat channels like the Needle Drop and stuff of that nature is really changing the realm of of news, like media news and those outlets.
0: Hmm this I definitely took a couple notes. I need to write that stuff down. Cause um especially as my company, um, the Black Podcast Club continues to grow. Um, it's ultimately an education and entertainment company. There you know, go. Has a focus on podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More. So it's like I, I, I see myself being, you know, up there in, in, in that level. Um yeah. with some of those people that you just named. So um, yeah, that's really dope. Thank you for that. Um, no
1: problem. No problem.
0: So yeah, so wow, we, we've been doing this 40 minutes, bro. Like I swear every time Mark in a podcast, I'm like, yo, I got a good episode, I got episode, I know it's good. So like <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Um, but but I do want want to wrap this up because I'm pretty I'm I'm certain for sure we'll definitely be, be working together more in the future. Oh yeah, definitely for sure, man. You're always a friend of the couch, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. But let the people know, um, for those who are interested in your show, um, where they can find you, how they can reach out to you.
1: Right on, right on. Well, if you want to follow the couch and listen to me, KB, play a little music and talk a little shit, you can reach to me at Podcast AOTC. That's Twitter, IG and Facebook, as well as find the links to my podcast on those platforms. You can find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes and Podfinder and pretty much anywhere where you can listen to your favorite podcast.
0: That's dope. That's dope. And so, um, any final words about social justice, mental health, or pop culture to the people who may be listening?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely for sure. Please, 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 you guys. Set boundaries for yourself. That, like, that's one of the biggest things that I can definitely highlight. Set boundaries for yourself. Don't wonder your own mind without some adult supervision. Just know that also, too, you are powerful, you are loved, you're your kings your queens thank you so much for having me on blake thank you guys for listening and also to yeah it's cardi b and megan turning and making history
0: all right so uh well yeah ladies and gentlemen um thank you for tuning in to another beautiful episode of diary of a mad black man kb i thank you once again for um being a guest on my show and creating dope content you all this is a great episode um definitely my first time really talking about pop culture too and i really enjoyed it so it's like y'all i think i might might do some more about this but um y'all be sure you check the description box for um the exact titles and everything for um kb's information his podcast alone on the couch and of course you know what to do with me follow me on the socials diary of a mad black man um, diary of an mbm And until next time, until the next Diary Entry, y'all stay blessed. Thank you.